Hello and welcome to episode three of Expat Chinwag. Today we're talking about healthcare. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> um, it's kind of a given though when you're an expat that obviously you're not going to be entitled to certain things in different countries and obviously there's things like travel insurance, well, say if you're just a traveller, but yeah, my opinion of the American health care system is not great. Um, but to give you a little bit of background, um, I come from England, as I've said, and you can probably tell by my voice, um, where they have the NHS, which stands for the National Health Service. And when I was living in England, um, I can't say my opinion was too great on the NHS. Um, there's often times when you would say, um, ring up for a, an appointment at the doctor's, and you'd be like, you'd have to ring, bang on eight o'clock in the morning, and you'd have to redial about 30 times before you even got through. And even then, sometimes you'd have to wait like a few weeks for an appointment. So it wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, apparently, the doctors that would be like, say, my doctors here um, in England have got better now. They're now open for longer, which gives people the chance to go after work. And they also, I believe they open Saturday mornings as well now. So, I mean, they, it has got better in that sense. But the biggest thing is with the NHS is that it's technically free. <laughs> um, not not exactly. Uh, you pay for it within your taxes, so, for example, I've done some Googling, and if you earn £30,000 a year, you roughly pay £2,500 towards NHS, like the National Health Service. But it depends on how much you earn. So if you earn less than that, you pay less national insurance. If you play, if you earn more than that, you pay a little bit more. Um, there's also a thing where if you're, you earn under, I think it's £12,000 now, you don't get taxed at all. It's to, like meant to help, you know, lower income people get a break. <laughs> um, so yeah, if, you, if you're on less than that, then you don't pay any like NHS contributions at all, which I guess is, is kind of wrong. You know, I, I think everyone should be paying at least a little bit into it maybe because the best thing about it is you go and you don't come out with a bill. <laughs> it's like your NHS contribution is what you pay full stop. So you can go to the doctor, it doesn't cost you anything. You go to the hospital, it doesn't cost you anything. You could get an operation, it doesn't cost you anything. Um, so that's like the best thing about it is that you don't come out with a bill. You do pay for like antibiotics, like and write some prescriptions you have to pay for, but it's about eight pound a prescription. It's like that's a set rate for a prescription is eight pound. So, boom, that's what you pay. But um, yeah, I don't know how it works exactly like for older people, like say in America. But like over here, for example, my granddad has to have oxygen, um, all the time, and the NHS actually pay part of his electric bill for the cost of him running his oxygen machine they pay some of the electric bill which is really good it's it's really good so when I moved to America um everybody has to have health insurance or at the time they did this was like three years ago everybody had to have health insurance it was kind of like the rules if you didn't have health insurance when you came to do your taxes you then got fined which was pretty much 
the cost of what the health insurance would have been anyway. I believe the rules have changed now where you don't have to have health insurance. Um, but the bills that you would get from not having health insurance are quite steep. Um, putting it into perspective, I've been there three years. I've been with three different health insurance companies. Uh, the first one I was paying about $350 a month, I think it was. Um, they then changed and said that the premium had gone up so high, they were putting me on a different company where, again, it was about, they managed to get it for about 350 again, but the deductibles and that were worse. I'll come into that in a minute. Um, after year two, they dropped me completely because they said, it's too expensive, you're never going to want to pay it because it's like gone up to like $700 a month for a single plan. You're not going to want to pay it, so we're just not going to insure you, like, goodbye. <laughs> um, I ended up then joining on a family plan. Um, my husband gets his paid for by his employee, but to add me onto the plan, they then wanted $500 a month for, like, to add me. Uh, we actually split the price, so I don't actually pay the whole 500 I only pay 350 towards it, thanks to him. <laughs> I appreciate that, because otherwise it would be an awful lot of money for me. But um, a, lot of, a lot of jobs will say come with the benefit of health insurance coverage. So say, for example, if you're in a full-time position, you get it paid for. Um, I kind of made my bed, so I had to lay in it. Uh, I work in a school where my hours are are under 30 hours so I don't qualify for the health care um like they like the school pay for it um but not in my case because but then I chose that job I mean I don't earn much money but for other things like I'll probably come into that another day it's like I wanted to work in a school for other reasons um yeah so I kind of it's my fault that I have to pay my health insurance like but uh, it's not great. And then, going back to deductibles, health insurance plans then have deductibles. So I then I did contact the school and said, how much would it cost for like me to personally buy a single plan to go on the school insurance? They said it was $700 a month, but then you have zero deductible, which means that when you then go to the doctors or if you have give birth it costs you zero it's like the amount that you you're paying covers anything you have done but it's seven hundred dollars at the end of the month like at, at the end of the day it's like it's that much a month which is quite a lot considering I only have a wage or a part-timer so for me it just wasn't like I, I couldn't afford it basically but um on the plan that I'm now on, the family plan, which is still technically 500 a month, um, I would still have to pay to have anything done. Like you have to pay for your doctors, you have to pay for your prescriptions, you have to pay for your operations. Um, it's not as much as what it would be if you had no insurance. For example, my other half had to have an operation on his wrist. And even with that insurance, he had to pay, I believe it was like $7,000 for like a wrist operation, um, which is a lot. He had to pay for it before he even had the operation. Like they made him go up to the counter and like, right, you've got to sign up for it. He put it on like a bit like a medical credit card. So for the first 12 months, 
you didn't pay any interest on your total bill. If you ended up having that bill longer than 12 months, then you then had to start paying interest, a bit like a credit card. So then you it would cost more and more and more until you paid it off. But he kind of bulk saved and paid it all off within the 12 months so he didn't have any interest. But he was in a position where he could pay $7,000 in a year. Like with my job, like being a part-timer, that would be like every last bit of spending money that I had, I wouldn't be able to pay it off within a year. If I did, it would mean that I wouldn't be able to come home and see my family. I would literally do nothing. <laughs> and if you think about if you then, if you then say can't work, if whatever you had done meant that you were say out of work for say three months, for example, and if you didn't get three months worth of pay, you're then still having to pay the monthly premium and your operation bill it's like it, it freaks me out. It's like, how do people live? Obviously, people do like do survive, but they are fine with it. Um, but it it freaks me out. It really does freak me out because I'm like, it's it's so expensive, and it it does scare me a little bit. Maybe because I don't really understand it. Maybe I am getting completely screwed over, and there are cheaper options for me, or maybe I don't know. As an expat, they usually say I don't get any entitlement to like benefits and. I have to pay everything, so I don't know if I can join, like, I don't is it called, like, Medicare or something? I'm not sure. I really don't understand it, so, yeah, I probably am getting completely screwed over, but I don't like it. Um, like, again, putting it into perspective with the whole, like, wrist thing, my dad dislocated his shoulder, and he went to hospital, like, the A&E accident and emergency, and that was free. He then got it, like, pushed back into place, that was free, he then had all his, I want to say it's like rehabilitation, I can't remember what it's called, like oh, like the therapy, like when you go and you have to do all like the exercises to try and build it back up, again that was all free, it's like he rarely uses like the doctors or anything, so technically he has paid into it for say 30 odd years and he has barely used it, so I mean he's been paying for something, but then at the end of the day he came out with no bill at all. Um, which I think, again, is, is brilliant, but, yeah, and also, like, it, it wouldn't be so bad, like, paying, like, say, the 500 a month or whatever, if it was actually decent care, <laughs> um, I rang up once for an appointment, and I had to wait five weeks for an appointment, which annoyed me it's like I pay all this money and you still can't get me in within you know straight away I still have to wait five weeks for an appointment but then it is also kind of good because there was another like I've been going through some health problems this year and I went to like the like the drop-in service I had to pay for it of course but I was seen I sat there and I was seen within about 20 minutes which that is good I mean you wouldn't really get that here you like the lines would be longer and that but I did get seen straight away but then it's like weird because like when you see the doctor like in England you like go in you speak to the doctor you come out again whereas in America it's like you go in and you speak to like a nurse person that does like all your blood pressure and they ask you what your problem is, like height, weight, asking you if you're on any medication, blah, 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 blah. And that you talk to them and then they go away 
And then you stay sitting in like this room for like 20 minutes, like just sitting there like in this little room, waiting for like the doctor to appear. He then comes in and then you have to tell the story all over again. So it's like, why did I have to see that first person when I'm now having to completely repeat everything to the actual doctor? It's like, can't you just cut out that first person? Just let me speak to the doctor from like as soon as I get in the room. So like that's a little bit frustrating as well. But um yeah I'm yeah my luckily I haven't had to have any like anything big done I honestly don't know how I'd be able to afford it if I did have to have anything big done but I do miss the NHS now that I don't have it anymore it's kind of like I didn't realize what I had until it had gone um again another point that my my final point that I'll make before I finish this topic is that where, say, for example, I'm on part-time wage and yet I'm having to pay, say, like a $500 a month premium. Um, in England, like what I was saying about if you earn under the tax... Oh, no, I kind of already have said that. But, like, like the insurance changes depending on what you earn. And over there, you just pay a set rate. So, say, it's, boom, $500 a month, which is a lot. Whereas here, you it kind of balances it out a little bit more. Um, which helps uh, putting it into perspective like between the two ones um, say if I was earning like the 30, 30 grand and I would be paying £2,500 in health insurance over there with a $500 a month one I'd be paying double the premium like to so say like the 2500 I'd actually be paying £5,000 worth and I'm earning less than a third of that 30 grand. So it's over double. With me being like subsidised by my other half. It's like I'm still paying over a thousand. For something that I'm earning nowhere near. Like the 30,000. So it's like putting that. Like the ratios. It's like it's so much more expensive. Than say what my national insurance contributions would be. So. Yes. Not a fan. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But I hope you found it kind of interesting, the differences between the two. Uh, episode four I, will be a little bit more lighthearted. I will be talking about travel in America and some of my favourite destinations and what it's like to travel around in the States. So, yeah, a little bit more fun and upbeat next week. Not Maybe not so moany, but, um, yeah, I hope you'll join me next week for the travel one. Have a good day.